This is Kirk Winstein from Crowbar, and you're listening to Devil Horns. Devil Horns! Welcome to Devil Horns. I'm here again. This is Corey with my friend Nick. Nick, how are you tonight? Corey, good evening. Good evening, listeners. Thanks for rocking with us once more. Uh, we're all rocking out tonight without Mike again, which is unfortunate. But uh, Mike is out on some excursions and uh, couldn't be here. We do miss him dearly. Um, but uh, actually, we're not very random here tonight, as we usually are with uh, some of our other shows where we are missing uh, certain colleagues and whatever. But uh, Nick... You're sort of the brainchild of our show tonight. So, uh, man, what are we going to be talking about? Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is kind of a ridiculous episode, but when we first started talking about Devil Horns, uh, we were just throwing everything at the wall to see what would stick. And uh, one of the episodes I mentioned doing, since I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, almost lifelong, whatever, wrestling fan, uh, I was like, I want to name my best metal uh, wrestling entrance themes and put that into an episode somehow. And here I am, and I dragged Corey along, and we're going to be talking about wrestling theme songs just in time for WrestleMania. Um, I am going to give you a, to a top ten, uh, a countdown of my top ten wrestling songs, uh, entrance songs, plus one honorable mention. Now, I am going to try and make this list as metal as possible. Yes. Um, real metalheads may complain because I've got a bunch of new metal, but I, you know, and some of it's just heavy rock songs, to be honest. But to if you've ever watched wrestling, you, you know that they're going to choose stuff that you know can be played on mainstream TV networks and cable and pay per view and all that uh, stuff that children in the audience can hear. So there's not a lot of cannibal corpse playing people to the ring, <laughs> and. The reason I also have to say that is because I'm only choosing songs from the WWE. If I went through every independent circuit and was like, yes, this song and that song and that, yeah. No, then I would just have a list of like 10 songs I really like. And I want it to be a little bit more strict than that. So I'm, I'm just doing WWE. Um, but I made it, um, you know, I, I could pick a song from any time period in WWE or WWF, which I also have in here. So hmm. that's what my list is going to be. Yeah. And thank you, Nick, for uh, going back clear to the WWF, because that's where my wrestling uh, fandom happens to uh, start. And, uh, man, I can remember when I was a little, little kid, and my dad would turn on pro wrestling in the early 80s. Man, and I saw the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and I saw, oh, my God, Mr. Fuji. I saw Jake the Snake. And Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. I mean, WrestleMania 2, I can remember. WrestleMania 2 was huge, huge to me. And I don't even know what year that was, man. But uh, I was mad that my parents were not uh, taking me to the simulcast of WrestleMania 2. Oh, um, man. It was going on at my local arena. And uh, even though I was in, I think, third grade at that point. But... Uh, yeah, that was something. But uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I, I got into it because my dad was into it. And of course, we'd, mm -hmm. we'd uh, wrestle him. And I, I think I tried to pile drive my brother several times. And I'd, I got in trouble a lot uh, you know, because of my mom. And she didn't like that I tried to break my brother's neck yeah. so many times and uh, do the DDT. I, I Especially, right. my my, yeah. my brother was uh, much smaller than me, so he got power bombed a oh, lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. I I guess let's start let's start going down my list of stuff. Rock and roll. Let's do so it. So the first one is going to be a song that is an honorable mention because it's not technically an individual wrestler or tag teams um, theme, but it was actually the theme to Raw for a while um, about ten years ago, and it's across the nation from Union Underground. This song gets me like so jacked just to hear it. 
Even now, I'm like, oh, yes, I want wrestling to start right now. Yeah. Go ahead. Make it start right now. Dude, I think that it's an incredibly energetic song. And Union Underground, they were sort of uh, a bit under the radar, um, new metal sounding, yeah. Uh, al- yeah. alternative metal band, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I mean, I saw them at OzFest once, and they were uh, one of the bands that people responded to best at second stage that year. I think it was like 2002 or 2003. Now I feel like an old man. Uh, but, you know, they had a few hits. Yeah. Um, and it's just a good energetic song. It is. I'm not saying that I'm going to put this on my personal playlist and listen to this over and over again, but it's totally great. And it totally right. works, you know? And uh, I don't know, that's sort of the weird thing. I mean, you, you listen to these songs sort of within different contexts and different mind frames. And you're right. like, yeah, this song works here, but no, this is not something I would normally listen to when I'm here. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, it's okay for what it was, but uh, yeah, like if I heard this in the middle of my playlist of shit on my iPod and it wasn't actually on, uh, you know, wrestling, I'd be like, wait, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? You know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. here it is, and you almost view it in the context of remember those ESPN CDs that they used to have back in the oh, day. Oh my god. Yeah. The jock jams and stuff. Yeah. That's what this is. It's like that active rock. This would have um, been one of the better ones. On those, yes, it would have. Uh, yeah, been, yeah mm-hmm. this is comparatively yeah. speaking, this is better than right. whatever Hoobastank shit was out at the time. <laughs> But um, yeah. still a fun and energetic song right. and totally gets me jacked to see wrestling. A lot of fun. Well, you, you know, now that we're actually going to get to the uh, actual top ten, the meat of it here, oh. we should mention you have the playlist on YouTube of yes. all these songs. So if you want to listen along as we uh, go down the top ten, um, Corey rounded up the videos for each of these. I did. So. Uh, number 10. This one is a true WWF one from way back in the day. It's going to be the oldest one on my top 10. Uh, and it's 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 so silly, but I still love it. Um, from Rick Derringer, the theme song uh, for Demolition. Here comes the ass, and here comes the smasher, the demolition, walking They were now they were created. um, There was this tag team called the Road Warriors, and they sort of um, styled themselves after the Mad Max movies with what they wore to the ring, like big spike shoulder pads and stuff. And uh, the WWF at the time, they saw that and they were like, we ought to have Road Warriors of our own. So they got these guys and they kind of dressed them up like the dudes in the desert in the Mad Max movies. Except they were uh, fat. Yeah, except they were kind of chubby and <laughs> and managed by Mr. Fuji, the evil Japanese uh, manager. <laughs> and he decided um, to warp, you know, he, he put paint on his face just like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Just for that. Oh, man. You know? And what a goofy little uh, song this is. It, yes, it's uh. repetitive. Yes, it's plotting. But, dude, the, the lyrics, the first 20 so seconds. 80s. Just listen to the first 20 seconds. Yes, so 80s. Here comes the axe and here comes the smasher. Walking, or what is it? Demolition. They're walking, walking disaster. disaster. So yeah. stupid and so oh. fun. Nowhere um, to hide because the demos will get you. Right. Oh, dude. And, yeah. Man, uh, there's so many theme songs like this that were like just these repetitive um, sort of uh, heavy songs that go nowhere. And it's not that it's a good song. It's just fun to hear. And Three chords. Like, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones like um, uh, not by Derringer, but the, oh the Road God. Warriors, when they actually debuted as the Legion of Doom oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> in WWF, they had a cool song, but it's just like repetitive over and over again. Dun, oh, dun, yeah. dun, dun, you know, and uh, um, another one is like Crush, the wrestler Crush with his wow. theme song. It was heavy grinding guitar that just goes nowhere and does nothing, but is goofy and a fun throwback to listen to. Yeah, I think Sting had some like that as well, didn't he? Didn't Sting have um, some really cheesy sort of intro things? Because Sting has been around for, like, ever. Yes. He went through a lot of different cheesy intros. Oh, until, my God. Um, oh, yeah. Cause and even like Yeah. Right. Uh, he had a song. What was it called? The Man Called Sting or something? 
Like, here comes the man called Sting. I can't. I don't, I don't know. I can't keep track of them all, man. But talking about demolition, I'll tell you what, Nick. As soon as you told me you wanted to come up with this, uh, like, sort of wrestling metal thing to talk about, this is the first song that went through my head. Um, because this, uh, uh, whenever, uh, of course, I was in the heyday of pro wrestling when I, I was a little kid, and uh, an album came out, like the WWF album with the all-stars of wrestling or whatever. And so the Demolition song was on there. Um, Coco Beware had oh at least one song on there. I mean, it's totally 80s. And I think, you know, totally get on YouTube and try to find some of these because they're funny as hell didn't hulk hogan have a song on there too oh my god i'm Singing sure about take your vitamins and- well in he, he he's actually uh hulk hogan and a bunch of other wrestlers are in the coco beware uh song i i think that is pile driver um they're on a construction site yeah you're right you're right yeah and it's uh hulk hogan's there and i think um ah oh, damn what's his name he he was bald-headed and had the flames tattooed to his bald head Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam. Yeah, he was in that video, and a, a lot of people just sort of doing things on this. I saw Jim Duncan with a jackhammer. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Randy Savage was on there, too. And, <laughs> you know, but it was a totally, I mean, not metal, totally 80s sort of cheese song. And I think Coco is talking about this love. You know, is it, is it what? And it's so right. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, and it's so eighties, but it's beautiful. But uh, as soon as you said that, I thought of the demolition song, which to me, as a little kid, this song was heavy. You know, nowhere to hide. The demos will get you. And I'm like, exactly. Wow. And uh, listening to this, you know, nowadays it's uh, you know sort of a cheesy eighties sort of fare. You know, not much to talk about. But I'll tell you what, Rick Derringer. Is the man? I saw him live. Have you ever seen Rick Derringer? Uh, no, I've never seen. Rick I saw Derringer. him at a, actually a, a local county fair, and he rocks. That man is a great, great guitar player, and uh, I appreciate him for that. And he's uh, held up uh, for a lot of years. But uh, Nick, do you know what song Rick Derringer is most popular for? And it's oh, not yes. the Demolition song. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, didn't he do Hulk Hogan's theme song? That's what I think of. Oh no, 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 no! He am did I wrong. No, he um, he reworked one of his classics with Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh my God! What? You've never seen Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo? Oh, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, starring okay. Mean Gene Okerlund and Hulk Hogan on bass. Uh, you, you know I have, but oh, I'm telling my. you. No, you know what? He did do Real American. I was right. All right, was all right. Him. Yeah, he, pro- so he probably that, So that's the one I was thinking of, is Real American. Uh, I but... am a real American. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Fight for your oh, rights. Yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, but as soon as you said that, I'm like, I know, like, there are so many other songs that I heard around this time, you know, that uh, um, it came around the time of the Demolition song, and, and it's sort of... It was stirring up all these childhood memories. And I'm like, I know there was something with with Mean Gene, maybe something with, uh, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, I found the uh, video that is uh, <laughs> incredible with Mean Gene <laughs> Okerlund um, in his whole classroom sort of a thing um, doing rock and roll hoochie coo. And he is basically singing along with Rick Derringer. And Rick... Rick is uh, singing completely in tune and, and doing everything as he's supposed to do. And Mean Gene is singing along with him, but very, very badly. So, Oh, dude, you should yeah. throw all these songs into the uh, playlist on YouTube. This is <laughs> going up. Mentioned. Everything we're talking about, you guys are going to totally <laughs> be able to enjoy um, if you uh, get onto the website and the feed here. Because, uh, wow, there is so much, so much going on here. But... Um, Man, uh, I've so sort of hijacked uh, your whole, <laughs> no, whole that's list okay. here because there's so I, much history and personal things for me. But uh, no, you know, one of the things that you mentioned too, like um, you said that you know, Demolition's theme song was one of the first heavy things you, uh, you you found so appealing and and drew drew your attention to it. I, I feel the same way with the Legion of Doom. I used to think that mm. the Legion of Doom theme song, when I was like ten years old, was the heaviest thing ever. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that is almost one of the things that influenced my love of really heavy music. Yeah. And you think about it nowadays when it's like I hear something like The Sword and I'm immediately in love with it. And it, maybe, it, maybe it came from the influence of the oh, Legion of Doom's theme yeah. song. How it, fucking stupid. Yeah, and it was kind of like one of those things where your parents were just like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is something you shouldn't watch, but it was sort of... you. You watched it anyhow, you know, mm-hmm. and it was sort of, sort of this bad boy thing going on at that point in time, and and uh, really, I I should not have watched any of this when I was a little kid if it was up to my parents, <laughs> and uh, you know, I kind of did, and it, it's sort of awesome, you know, it really is, and but does this translate now? You know, we're we're going out of sort of eighties era, you know, WWF themes you know, into more modern things, man. Um, Does this rebellion and this whole thing translate or is this, are we witnessing something new because there have been so many more changes and WWE, WWF, whatever. Well, it's hard to say, but I mean, I'm going to show you a few here and you have to think that like kids now might be hearing some of these theme songs and it's going to draw them into liking something um, that might be darker than, what they could have gotten out of, you know, watching the MTV Video Music Awards or something, you know? So, um, and in fact, here, number nine on my list is a more modern one. It's Randy Orton's current theme uh, by Rev Theory, and it's called Voices. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. They talk to me. This theme song always, like, every time that it comes on, it immediately gets a pop, and then you remember that it's just Randy Orton, and everybody calms down, because he's the most bland dude to watch. Um, But I think that this theme song, um, it just has a coolness to it, like, to walk slowly to the ring to a song that's just kind of, um, oh... It's a brooding it's, kind of thing. It's right. Yeah. It's kind of brooding, a little dark, mm-hmm. and it has those heavy moments. And the way that they work it, if you could actually watch a video of his entrance with um, the way that they work in like a strobe light on those heavy chords that they're throwing in, right? right. Uh, it makes it feel uh, uh, intense. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an overall feeling. I don't. To me, um, again, you know, I've. Uh, I've not been a pro wrestling fan for a lot of years, so this is all really new to me. So just uh, uh, doing research for this episode and listening to these things and seeing a lot of the uh, more current uh, pro wrestlers. I mean, yeah, this is really cool, I think, for an event, you know, and getting people worked up and everything and and sort of setting the tone for this wrestler. Um, But again, you know, for me as a metal fan... It's sort of weird because I enjoy it in the pro wrestling arena and that sort of atmosphere, but I don't know if this is a, a particular song or a band I would choose. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, it's weird. It's weird. Like right. That. Rev Theory is not really something. Uh, I have zero interest of hearing any songs from them other than this one. And um, it's because, you know, it's probably all that whiny new metal stuff. Uh. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But it probably is. And, uh, like, I think that this song um, is probably going to be their most well-composed song. And um, I just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that, man. You seriously (laughs) have to just drop thinking about it so much and just go with it. And that's what I think uh, pro wrestling has to its advantage. Man, you really just, you stop thinking, you know, and you just kind of soak up what it is. Well, it's you about know? suspension of disbelief. It's like... Oh, a lot I, of movies you know, and, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as with horror <sighs> movies. We're both horror movie reviewers. And how many times do you see someone run up the stairs when a slasher is chasing him down? And you well, get mad yeah. at it for a little, but then you just sit there and enjoy that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but with pro wrestling, they're actually sort of they're sort of trying to sell this to you is this is real. Right. Cause it's about the depiction of violence ah. as, um, as Pendulette always says, you know, um, in art, there is no violence. There are only depictions ah. of violence. And, right. um, right. 
in wrestling, it kind of blurs the line because these are really guys hurting themselves for, you know, stunt work, as you said. Well, yeah, um, when I was to, a kid. To better tell a story. Well, when I know? was like, when I was like eight years old, this was real. You know, oh, yeah. pro wrestling kid, was real. It was totally real. When I was 14 years old, it was fake. Yeah, the way it's done, and I mean, I, you know, I'm one of those people who really believes, like, everything has an art to it somewhere. I believe that video games are art. I believe that horror movies are art. And, yeah, I believe that wrestling is an art. Because, yes, the it, the matches are choreographed, but so is, like, a dance, a, you know, a Broadway dance or a ballet. Um, Reality and, show, and yeah. When you think of the way that it's filmed, it's filmed in a mix of, like, a sporting event meets an action adventure TV show because right. the way that they film stuff, you know, it has to be well thought out. And I notice like little things that they do here and there, like zooming in on the impact of a move uh, to make it look more intense and stuff really like stuff that you're not going to see um, the nuances that other TV shows and stuff won't even need to have. Right. Uh, and then right. you throw into it the stuff like the the powerful music and the uh, pyro and everything else. It's a, it's a circus and a concert and a sporting event all at once. Yeah. And a story it, it, and uh, um, a morality play. And the it, wrestling it's, itself is almost secondary to all that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The spectacle is really what it is. It's sort of brilliant what they have going on because it's a it's a like a billion dollar industry. I mean, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. It's pretty ridiculous, dude. Oh, my God. And the music uh, is a reflection of that. What do we got next, Nick? Number eight. This is one of CM Punk's themes before his, uh, well, his, uh, the last theme he was using is Cult of Personality by Living Col wow, Color. Wow, one of my favorite. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I chose sorry. somebody over that one. I sorry, did. Sorry. Uh, no, that's an awesome song, and it perfectly plays into his character and everything uh, else. But in terms of my personal favorite, um, I chose This Fire Burns by Kill Switch Engage. Oh, my God. I ultimately chose this song just because I think it's a, a really great Kill Switch Engage song that um, was only available through the WWE's um, albums and stuff. It wasn't on any Kill Switch Engage album. Hmm. And, and this is a B-side for them. Wow. And I think it completely rocks. And, I mean, you know, it, it uh, showcases exactly what Kill Switch Engage does well. Um, for those of you not familiar somehow with kill switch engage uh they're sort of um a modern metalcore band uh that goes back and f their music um frequently goes back and forth between like really impactful screaming to gorgeous soulful melodic uh portions and, and sort of bouncing back and forth between those in ways that are it, I, I say bouncing back and forth but it's really fluid and um i think that this song is actually one of the best examples of it one of the best songs from kill switch engage yeah you know i love i love that i'm getting exposed to a lot of these more melodic metal songs because i'm i'm, I'm sort of sort of jaded by melodic metal, um, especially being so. a, a child of uh, like the 80s and 90s, man. You know what mm -hmm. really jaded me as far as like melodic metal goes? I'll give you one. If, if you like just guess one band that turned me off to melodic metal in the 90s. In the 90s. What would you think metal. that is? Yeah. Melodic, heartfelt, like like just raising your fist and <clears throat> I have no like, idea what uh, you're going to say. I have no idea. Is uh, it Creed? You're uh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Creed. Uh, Creed who you could not mock properly without oh my God. Uh, raising I, your fist to the I air. I just and I I've been raising my fist to the microphone tonight just to sort of hope that translates to you Nick because you're completely right. Creed turned me off completely to any sort of melodic metal because it was so bad. It was so fake. It right. was so like I'm posing. I'm I'm I am trying my damnedest <laughs> you know to be metal. 
right. and right they were the nickelback of their time yeah. and it's a shame cuz like at first you heard them and everybody went through this cycle at first the first time you hear creed you're like wow what is this hmm interesting i will investigate more i i will uh, buy a cd of theirs wait a minute uh-huh. kind of sounds like all their music sounds very similar and then it started playing on the radio a lot and oh, i played man. a lot and a lot and to the point where you wanted to kill yourself every time that they came on the radio and never wanted to hear Creed again. And they kept putting out album after album that sounded identical to those first couple of songs Thank that were you. halfway decent. Dude, yes, I feel like I, I – uh. nothing can ever properly express my Creed rage of 2001-ish. Oh, my God. And there was one, one riff. That uh, me and my friends, man, we would, we would be like, this defines Creed. This defines Creed. And uh, it was in the song, uh, I think, was it called Higher? Higher, yeah. I, I Can you, you take me higher? That one riff right there. I still <laughs> play that riff whenever I'm playing guitar. And even on bass, actually. It's, a, it's, it's like three notes on the bass or guitar or whatever. I still yeah. love, just for old time's sake, playing that little riff and, you know. Dude, isn't it weird, though, too, how, like, sometimes you'll get a song stuck in your head and you're like, yeah, that was a song from the 90s. Who sung that song? What is that? Wait a minute. Oh, fuck, it's Creed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how? Why does this have to keep happening to me? Yeah, yeah whatever. that's the death but trap here We're of talking metal. about Creed here, and we need oh, to be talking no. about Killswitch and Gage. Oh, Killswitch. All right, all right. Killswitch... It's melodic. I love the riffs, but it's it's uh, you know a very melodic kind of catchy kind of thing that uh, I think pops up a lot in uh, wrestling theme songs. Of course, you're gonna have catchy themes. Yeah, you're gonna have you a know, hook in all. That's okay. I, I I understand that. But me, from a just a personal you know playlist standpoint, you know I don't know that I would listen to this. Would you? I mean, is this on your maybe personal? Uh, yeah, man. I really day work out sort of uh, playlist. If you think I work out, you're you're wrong. You work out. <laughs> I know you work out. You uh, could, no, you could kick I, my uh, ass in arm wrestling or. No, know. I just got retard strength. Oh, can we say retard on this show? I yeah. just did. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think. Um, well, I mean, I like Kill Switch Engage a lot, um, oh. and specifically Howard Jones Kill Switch. I don't like uh, the other singer that much, um, but I think. Um, if you can't get into the melodic stuff they're doing here, you might as well skip the rest of Kill Switch and Cage. I don't know yeah. how much you've listened to like End of Heartache or. Well, that's what they're all about. And again, I was turned off to it in the late '90s because of Creed. And I mean, it's come okay. on, you're gonna try to appease me with just maybe some heavy riffs, some dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm We're sorry, you're too gay Creed. for that. We're <laughs> yeah. still talking about Creed. Uh, but I'm telling you, Kill Switch Engage has a lot of beautiful stuff. Maybe I'll force you to listen to some someday. But uh, I mean, if you can't get into it, you can't. But that's why um, I love disfiguring the goddess. I love screaming <laughs> things. I love things that are like one of I don't need humility. Though, I think yeah. Howard Jones has a great screaming voice. Like I mean, I mean, I really do, and I think he's got a great singing he probably has the best dichotomy of screaming to singing oh wow like, well, I, well. I I, what's that well damn um, who, who I, else has like such a like I, Corey taylor he can scream real good and he can sing like a <laughs> oh my god he is an amateur compared oh, really? to so? um um the singer from fear factory who is it uh burton the singer from fear factory Tim man burton. I don't. I don't know. I don't, Glenn. Um, oh no, Glenn is from Dareside. Shit. But the singer from Fear Factory has the greatest of all time uh, voice for being extremely uh, great melodically and musically, and he can do great things. And then switching like that from uh, melodic kind of things to screaming his ass off and being totally perfect for every riff. So, um, well, so that's, oh, I'm going to feel really bad because I've just shot a lot of names out there and I can't yeah. remember. Hang on, uh, I'll look it up. I have it up here. Fear Burton Factory. C. Bell. Burton C. Bell. Yes. 
He, uh, to me, he's he's the best. He's the best. He can scream. He can sing whatever he wants to in the same song. Yeah, let's switch it back and forth like three, four, five times. Doesn't matter. He can do it. So, uh, great guy. Great guy. Well, at any rate, um, maybe that'll be a future episode. Best <laughs> screamer slash singer. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, my vote is Howard, Howard Jones. All right. All right. Yeah. Number seven. Number seven. This is going to be my first of many songs from this band. If you're a wrestling oh, fan. Oh, I know what this is. All right. <laughs> well, you don't know which one. Oh, which one? Yeah. yeah but, um, yes, from Motorhead, ah! theme for evolution, ah. Lion in the Sand. Oh, my God. I see the lion in the sand. Time to find out who I am. Nothing specific from me about this except that uh, Nick... Thank you for including, <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm going to like sort of spoil other things in this playlist, but man, you've really caused me to appreciate Motorhead. Every song, and maybe we'll hear another, this song kicks ass. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's the, awesome. The, and uh, Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like, uh, the Motorhead's best work has happened with the WWE stuff that yes. they've crafted. Yes, it has. I, and I mean. Oh yeah, Le- Lemmy Lemmy's voice is fucking awesome. Still, like the older he gets, the more gravelly he gets, and it still plays into what he's doing. It's wonderful. Wow! But part of the reason why the WWE songs work so well, the the guy who does everything for him, he's the composer for for WWE itself. Jim Johnson is his name. Now this guy, wow. uh, honestly, dude, he writes like all these songs that we've talked about. He actually is credited as the writer on a few of them not the kill switch engage one but i'm pretty sure with the other ones he's actually the writer of them he he is the guy who's responsible for choosing the music and letting it set up as part of that character i believe there's a video of him on youtube um it used to be on the old videotapes the old coliseum video videotapes where he'd talk about the music and he he was like um you, you know they gave him like a short segment and he wow. was he was talking about vader if you remember vader i love vader um, Holy dude, shit. he was saying you know like when vader comes to the ring he he his theme song has to sound like a mountain is walking to the ring and he would start playing this riff that was like heavy and deep and thump, 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 you know? And, um, he, he's the one. I know, I know Vader, the band. (laughs) What? Is that different? No, I was talking about Vader, the, uh, man. Oh shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, please continue. Yes. Vader was a giant wrestling Dude, he was giant as in he was 400 pounds and like six foot five. Um, that big Van Vader, would, yes, big Van Vader. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know who Vader is, the band, but you could teach me someday. Um, some episode, shit, yeah. dude. At any rate, this guy comes up with all these different types of music. Um, I, I mean, I really believe that he's one of those musical geniuses who just can come up with stuff and lead. Oh, excuse me. I'm burping right into the microphone. He can lead seasoned musicians like Rick Derringer or Lemmy to to actually play their best stuff, just wow. just in order to like <laughs> promote a band or a guy, you know. As a like, it's weird because it's like commercial, uh, but it's still. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's it's commercial but it's still actually really cool they do something for you and uh, you imagine things and you project that onto whatever you may be seeing on the screen and i i think uh you know who who was it like vince mcmahon and um who else was in charge of like uh sort of setting up all these things and producing you know because they it wasn't just the wrestlers producing these songs and it wasn't like, right. you know, you know, whoever saying this is going to be my theme song. You have to play this as I, you know, come out and go into the ring. Right. You know, it's, there's... it's very rarely that case. Um, oh, in yeah. fact, most times it's Jim Johnson behind the scenes guiding and choosing wow. the music appropriately. Um, uh, he I, I don't even know how many songs he's actually credited as to writing, but it's got to be hundreds. And I'm sure. I mean, he's been doing it since the 80s. 
He's still the guy behind oh the God. scenes. Um, and part of the reason he went into being a composer behind the scenes is because he has stage fright and he doesn't like to play in front of crowds. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is one of the things I really wanted to bring up here. I mean, because the de- the level of dedication that they have is ridiculous because uh, he writes the music, not just like for the wrestlers to come out to the ring, but he does all the theme songs, you know, when like they're playing like a video package of the fight these guys have been having it right before their match at a pay-per-view. Yes. He does all the music for that, um, all the vignettes, commercials, tribute stuff when somebody dies he's he scores the films for wwe studios wow um like any sort of wwe affiliated thing he does the music for well is he was he the guy i mean when did he start um it says he's been doing it since 1985 in fact one of the first things he's credited with one of the first things he's credited with is pile driver oh my god I think I just shit my pants right now. That's oh, oh man, it's fucking great. And I mean, uh, you know, I actually I found uh, the clip that I was talking about is in the documentary Beyond the Mat, uh, which was a pretty popular wrestling documentary from the um, early Double O's. I think it actually came out in the year two thousand or nineteen ninety nine, and um, he he likens it according to the direct quote here in. Um, the Wikipedia article. Gotta love Wikipedia. Everything we say on this yes. article, uh, this podcast might be entirely fabricated. We take it all from Wikipedia. Exactly. But, uh, they'll come to him and say, we've got a new guy coming, or he's breaking up of a tag team, and he needs music for himself. It's like scoring a movie. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Is he light and svelte and quick moving, which dictates a fast tempo? Or is he a big plotting kind of guy, in which case you need a big heavy wrath of God is coming upon us sound? Uh, you know, all a lot of this is put together by him. And what he did here with um, Evolution, uh, now, the song Evolution, it kind of, um, I think it sounds um, almost a little bit regal. The group Evolution was, at the time when they were around in the, uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, it was about um, having a guy who was uh, in the end of his stage of his career, it, living through the legacy portion of his career, Ric Flair, um, teamed with Triple H, who was at the prime of his career, teamed with two guys who were, at the time, the new guys uh, who would one day rise up to the main event, Batista and Randy Orton. And that's why they were called Evolution, because it was, you know, about the legacy of your career, basically. And this song kind of sounds regal. Um, It kind of sounds like, like, it brings to mind the idea that you're gazing at a statue or something. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, it's epic. It has an epic feel to it. And it fit this team perfectly. Um, And when you hear everything that he had to say about how he made music, you you could see where it all comes together with something like this. Far out. So, next up on my list... (laughs) Another song totally by Jim Johnston, and this one is ridiculous, uh, sort of over the top for what it was at the time, but one that I really enjoy to this day. It is actually the Undertaker's ministry theme. Yes. Uh, from when he was in the corporate ministry. <laughs> Yes, indeed. It's awesome. It takes originally when The Undertaker first debuted, his music was just like um, a typical dirge. Um, In fact, it was uh, just, you know, with big bells and stuff. But this was sort of darker. In the 90s, everything um, (laughs) was sort of darker, or it was called the Attitude Era. Whether you're a fan of wrestling or not, you've probably heard that. Well, I Um, think of uh, Paul Bearer. Actually, a right. lot when I hear this. Right. Uh, R.I.P. Um, you know, The Undertaker, originally his character was like that of an undead mortician. Yes, it's wrestling. It gets weird, okay? And um, <laughs> over time, he at this point in his career, he was like a satanic cult leader. And oh, here yeah. we have another evil-sounding epic song. And you can see how the same guy wrote that regal epic song, and here we have a dark epic song, uh, you know? Yes. 
And yes. when I would like, I love this song because it just sounds it sounds like actual metal when you hear it. You yeah. know, yeah. it sounds like some sort of symphonic power metal at times. Yeah. Like, it, you know, somebody should make a cover of this and really rock the fuck out of it. Do you remember who? Uh, I think the uh, the only fully voodoo sort of character was uh, in Papa Shango. Papa Shango, and yep. he, you know, with the ultimate warrior. Remember, he cast a spell on the ultimate warrior, and he was bleeding from his hair. Oh Remember yeah, he was doing the, an interview in the yeah. Great, he started bleeding from his hair, and then yes. he went to the back, and he threw up on that guy. Yes, that was wonderful, dude. Papa that, Shango was awesome. That oh. almost made me throw up when I was a kid. Yeah, I almost had to go run and throw up. I, I, I think I shit my pants whenever I saw that. <laughs> yeah. But even that, okay, like the dark and foreboding music that plays behind Papa Shango is Jim yes. Johnson. Exactly. But, yeah, that's awesome. But this song, I love this song. I have it on my iPod. Um, I play it when I can. I, I still think it's fucking awesome. I think it, uh, I wish that he'd use it as his theme song now, but now he's got a different version of the same theme song that's darker and less symphonic, and they took out, like, the heavy electric guitar in it. Yeah, of course. So... I guess you win some, you lose some. But yeah, next up, what next up, from one of my very favorite bands, Monster Magnets Live for the Moment. I can slip a tornado. if I've said that enough. Not really metal all the time. I mean, they're certainly a hard rock band, uh, uh, first and foremost. And they're motherfucking rock and roll if you ever see yes. them live. And I've seen them a lot. Um, but they, this song rocks so fucking hard. This was Matt Hardy's theme song back about ten years ago. And um, I think it's um, just another song that's really energetic. Um, it didn't really have anything to do with uh, the character. Um, but it is just a good rocking song. Um, it's not particularly indicative of what you're going to get from Monster Magnet because really a lot of their stuff is going to be more weird um, sludge metal that goes back and forth between <laughs> stoner rock and space rock. But and I, <laughs> I love them. Oh, yeah. Nick, actually, this was my favorite track from everything. That, yeah, uh, we're talking about tonight. Um, I'm a fan of Monster Magnet, and uh, I love everything that they do. And uh, this man, this rocked very honestly. There's so many other songs that we're talking about tonight that uh, they're very produced and really heavy and very powerful. But I don't know. I don't feel that sort of grit and sort of honest sort of thing man as soon as i hear monster magnet man i hear honesty and mm -hmm. uh, especially from his vocals i think um oh yeah he's got know. the best fucking rock yeah. voice yeah yeah it is i and, love it uh, dude but i, uh, I mean he's just uh, like to me dave windorf um from monster magnet is just yeah. absolutely rock god that is what you look for you know what i mean right right oh man yeah and so thank you for this. But uh, but this was my favorite one, man. And uh, probably because I was a uh, Monster Magnet fan to begin with. And it's just, it rocked hard, man. It did not, it, It's not complex as far as, uh, you know, riffs and how you play it, man. But just that, that feel, that soul. I think Monster mm -hmm. Magnet, man, has soul. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and um, uh, you know... Just one of the I, I can't even put into words what I feel about Monster Magnet. Like, yeah. I, I feel a cosmic connection to that to, to their music. Um, I just feel like things that are inside of my head come out in their music. Yeah. So let's move no on to an, a, the next band. Yes. That I don't yes. know if you know it or not, but you're gonna have a problem with this next band. Oh shit! You might not know it yet, but you will. Now, this theme song was Edge's last theme song before he retired. Uh, he was using it for probably about seven years before he retired. It is wow. from the band uh, Alter Bridge. It's Metalingus. Ah! 
I'm going to say I don't hate this song. I really okay. don't. Actually, I love it because of the awesome, awesome riffs. Man, this band is very talented. <laughs> well, I, I want you to remember that you said that when I tell you something in a minute or two. But oh, yes, shit. this song, it oh. starts, uh, the way it starts um, is real heavy. Now, the actual song, uh, this is actually the edit for his theme song. Because uh. that heaviness that it starts with, that do 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 you know? That actually plays at like the end of the song in the original version, and it has this kind of brooding, meandering bit that leads into it well, uh, not, in the I'm, real version. Yeah. But this is actually the superior version of the song. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm not uh, against any of that. Actually, I I really love what the guitar's doing in the song. Well, it's really great. They they have a they have a guy playing guitar who we already talked about. If you can believe it or not. Uh, you know who Mark Tremonti is? Hell no. Okay. Mark Tremonti, <laughs> lead guitarist of this rock band, which is his second rock Ghost? band and his second most famous. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, this one, his original band. Are you ready for this? Oh, my God. What? It's Creed. <laughs> Mark Do you Tremonti. realize how much you've soured? my whole take on this band because of that thank you nick right all right and let's hear lead, this yes it's uh the lead singer is um miles kennedy and uh the other guys in the band um it, it's actually like uh i think that he also the drummer was also in creed for a little uh yeah he was a co-founding member i don't know about the bassist, but miles kennedy of course went on to go play with slash you know the less you talk about this the better I think it probably is. I'm sorry. Is. It's not uh, about the band, though. Really, it's about this song. I feel like this God. was another one that was just like, when you heard this song, you wanted to see action happen, and that's what's cool about it. I'm hoping so. And I think so. that this song far overshadows anything else um, that the the people involved in writing it <laughs> um, may have ever contributed to human society. Oh, it was just the rocking song that Edge needed. Edge was like a rock star. Uh, his gimmick was... Um, almost like that of a rock star and he needed something that just completely <laughs> rocked and um i i mean it really went along well with him and his style and everything else man it's but okay. but thank you for thank you for bringing uh so many great songs up because i've uh man i really i really appreciate a lot of these man and it's uh it's all right we got three more all right three, three more, more to I the mean, top of my list uh, of, uh, what do we got let's go uh, next up okay this one is another one that's pretty much new metal or alternative metal, whatever you want to call them. Um, maybe just rock, but uh, an old theme of the wrestler Kane. Um, it is uh, from Finger Eleven. It is Slow Chemical. <laughs> So this song is another one of those. Um, all right, this one actually it is a uh, another version of Kane's old theme um, from back when he first debuted, which I, at the time was uh, another song that was kind of okay. In I have to explain this for the, for the people listening. He was in storyline the brother of the Undertaker. So when he first came, his theme was. Like sort of like a a fugue played on an organ, and um, if you if you were me, I thought he was the Undertaker for a long time. They fucked with you, yes. maybe, but no, he was oh, the shit. not me, the man. I mean, they they you know you thought we, he he was the Undertaker. I mean, they they mess with us, man. Yes. Well, at any rate, I'm um, sorry, Nick. He did. Uh, okay, but but that the Kane um. Man, for whatever you were song, saying, yes. This theme song, they they basically took um, heavy guitars and put it in place of the organ, and then over the top of it, put that one stinging note over and over again. That down, wow, 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 that bent note, and that's what sells this song for me. Yeah, that and just sort of the beat behind it. Um, 
it it feels like that sting. And then they wrote the lyrics to this. This was not Jim Johnson's lyrics, obviously. And the lyrics are about like drug addiction. Oh um, wow! And like if you actually listen to it, it's wow. a um, you know. Uh, I mean, it's called Slow Chemical. I believe it probably yeah, is about heroin yeah. or something. It's about uh, you're digging in a hole and it starts to burn and then the flame returns and all that. Yeah, I mean, that was a, a, a great call about that, uh, like, that was going out, you know, pretty much the whole song because I was listening to it and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I mean, what's going on here? And as a musician, you know, I really try to listen to all the parts and analyze them and try to figure out what they're doing and what works and what doesn't and you know and in this whole song i hear i'm like you know why does this work and you're you know you're exactly right man um mm-hmm. you know up until now you know is it, it was yeah this uh this slow chemical kind of working in but i don't know how this translates to sort of a very up energy well sort see, of a, li- a WWE sort of wrestler sort of experience where I'm going to kick your ass I mean except, well, I can uh, explain yeah. that to you though because Kane has always been portrayed as sort of like a a movie monster almost come to life oh, yeah, yeah like a slasher um, and um, to me that is kind of like a noise out of a horror movie Right, um, right. That stinging note, you know, sort of like the, the uh, what would follow up all the in a Jason movie that, you know, it's kind of like a blending a jump scare into the song itself. You know what I mean? And it makes it feel sort of bizarre and otherworldly. It gives it an attraction that is otherworldly, an affection, I should say, that is otherworldly, and. I think that that really works towards selling this character, especially when the, when he comes out, uh, his motif is fire and like the the red lights and the orange lights all mixing at once in the darkness. It, it, it was perfect, man. Uh, if you could actually see a video of his entrance, it would make more sense. Uh, but it's um, just pretty cool. And it sounds threatening because of that. So, I mean, uh, in the yeah. sense, this is completely different from, like, somebody like Edge's theme that we just heard. Instead of it right. being rocking and energetic, here we have something that's uh, a, a bigger threat than that. A monster is coming. Right. And then they put these lyrics over the top of it <laughs> that are dark and about drug addiction. And it's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. The wonder of the world is gone. I know that for sure. All the wonder that I've wanted, I've found in her. And it's about drugs. It's fucking weird. And I think that that's just kind of a cool thing. It's a great mix of uh, a great mix that makes it dark and cool. So moving on, I will spoil things and I will tell you these next two songs are both from the same band and they are fucking amazing. Yes. Starting in 2002, when Triple H returned after tearing his quad the first time. He took on, well, I mean, his whole gimmick was forged, and a lot of it even had to do with this theme song. And Jesus Christ, he still uses it today, except for when he uses a different theme song. But this one, fucking awesome. Uh, Motorhead, The Game. It's all about the game, and how you play it. all about control. And if you can take it, all about your debt. And if you can pay it, it's all about pay. And who's gonna make it? Now, this is another theme from Motorhead that was written with the help of Jim Johnston, and it fucking rocks so hard. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm listening to this, and I'm I'm really not a a huge fan of Motorhead, but uh, you sent me these songs, man. I looked them up, and I'm like, wow, I'm sort of an asshole for not appreciating Motorhead as much as I have up until now, because... This kicks ass. Oh, yeah. This is a I great mean, song, man. And let me, let me, you go. I mean, maybe not as much of, you know, a bass player as I hoped you would be. But, dude, let me, you lead this band like none other, and it's heavy as hell. 
Oh, yeah. It's fucking wonderful. And, I mean, there's actually been a couple of WrestleManias where Motorhead played Triple H to the ring. Like, Holy they shit. They like, Lemmy was song. out in the ring? Did, what? Uh, no, they had him off, like, to the side in the back. Oh, by what the, the hell? What the so hell? That, like, Triple H would, like, come out through the smoke and stuff. Lemmy deserves center ring. Awesome. And, I mean, this song, it's heavy. It's threatening. Yes. It, and... It's unlike a lot of what Motorhead is known for, because like exactly. really, when you listen to their music, their music, especially like if you go back to Ace of Spades, the the, the album, not just the song, um, or any of their stuff, really, a lot of it is like rock and roll infused with heavy punk. It's ACDC sort of, yeah, except darker. Same, and, but the same <laughs> album over and but over. This again, is you know? fucking badass. Yeah, this song is just great. Um, and it's got that epic feel to it. Yes. Um, and I mean, Triple H obviously was a huge star. It still is well well known and uh, just a big deal, dude. And this song, it's just tough. It fucking rocks. It's heavy. I don't know what else to say about it. Well, what I have to say about it is, Nick, thank you for uh, bringing up a lot of Motorhead songs tonight. Because, man, I... Did not appreciate Motorhead. I mean, I heard Ace of Spades and uh, Born to Raise Hell from the Airhead soundtrack and things. And, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, Motorhead, they're sort of rocking. They're okay. But, you know, really, I did not know much about them other than that. No, you know, I, and, I love I love the shit out of Motorhead. I really do. Uh, um, I, I don't have, like, every last one of their CDs because how many CDs they have? Like 50? But yeah, I, I would say that, like, these couple of songs that I'm naming are easily in my top five or ten favorite Motorhead songs. Um, that's, that's why I'm listening to these songs, and I'm like, why have I not listened to Motorhead up until now? Because these songs kick so much ass. It's well, great. And, wow, I don't know. I, I think I've been sort of jaded. I'm, like, sort of an Internet guy and just, like, uh, reading a lot of Facebook and Twitter and things and, you know, how much... Uh, just everybody worships Lemmy, you know, and, let it, I can and Lemmy's that God, beat. and yeah. I'm just like, what's so great about him? You know, I'm kicking ass over here with uh, Disfiguring the Goddess, and then, Nick, when you send me these songs, I mean, dude, these are great, great songs, and uh, Lemmy is a force to be reckoned with here on vocals and bass, and uh, why does not the mainstream, I think, kind of metal community sort of... Uh, Go to these things and... Uh, well, you, you say it's because of Airheads, and, or you mentioned Airheads, and I yes. actually think it's because of that. Because of, oh. no, Lemmy is God. Uh, you know, because of that, people <laughs> just... Perception is reality. Um, as Vince McMahon himself normally says, perception is reality. And people just, like, believed it because of that. And honestly, they never put too much thought into it. They were like, yeah, Ace of Space is cool, and Lemmy is God. Dude... There's a lot of good shit with Motorhead. It is grimy, dirty, um, awesome, raw, wonderful. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you have to find it too because there's a lot of Motorhead that's not interesting. And I would say the past like 15 years of Motorhead has not interested me outside of their wrestling theme song. Is it fair? Is it fair, Nick, to say that Motorhead is sort of the grimy, dirty metal version of ACDC? I would say that they're. They're they're like if ACDC was actually took that highway to hell. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it, yes, a lot of their shit sounds the same. Um, I mean, musically, there's not a whole lot going on, but I think that they're they have that sort. Like, obviously, even lyrically, Lemmy is best when he's like sort of having uh, good double entendres and stuff. Like, if you ever heard the song, um, what the fuck is it? Oh, why can't I think of it? Eat the rich, duh. Eat the Rich, not the Aerosmith one, not related to that <laughs> whatsoever, but Motorhead's Eat the Rich, great song that is a perfect example of pretty much everything we're talking about. So go look that one up someday, wow. kids. But let's talk about my number one. We might as well throw it right in with this one. Oh, yeah. Because, yes, later on, many years later, Triple H um, declared himself the King of Kings wow. uh, after dominating for so long and he got a second theme song that he still uses he switches back and forth between the game and uh king of kings but he uses king of kings like only on special occasions and when he does it's just so fucking cool dude i 
absolutely love um <laughs> I love King of Kings. I think it's uh probably might be my favorite Motorhead song. No, maybe my second favorite Motorhead song. Ah. I fucking love this song. Yeah. Um and I mean obviously it's almost like the sequel to the game. It's an evolution of the song uh the game into just being like this completely sort of grimy rock song and mm. I fucking love it. Oh hey thoughts on the king of kings oh my god well i'm not sure that i am going to uh say anything necessarily about king of kings but as far as uh motorhead goes man i am a much bigger fan of motorhead because of this sort of lemmy you know lemmy is god and he plays a bass and from what I've seen, Lemmy playing bass, it's sort of not so well. You know, I can. You, you got to see the documentary where he explains why he plays bass the way he does. Lemmy is just the name of the documentary. Because he's drunk and he does a lot of speed and pretty much whatever <laughs> else. I mean, seriously, I mean, Motorhead has to cancel tours because Lemmy has done too much speed and he's drank too much. I mean, let's face it, he's not <laughs> in the greatest health. I don't know, man. It's Dude, it, it's hard. It's hard. And I I gotta say though, one of the best. I, we gotta put this video in the playlist. Triple H has had two great fucking entrances to WrestleMania. The way that it was just like over the top. Maybe we should put some of the live ones where Motorhead played him out. But yes. there's one in particular at WrestleMania 28. Triple H actually came out to um, for whom the bell tolls from Metallica. No shit. First. And he's let out by like this um, phalanx of um, Spartan warriors. It's so fucking over the top and ridiculous. Wow. Like they lead him out with like shields and stuff, and then like they spread apart and he's standing in the middle. And then and then there was another time where uh, I think it was WrestleMania twenty four or twenty five. I'll look it up and we'll throw it in the list. But it is the most epic and metal entrance to wrestling that you have ever fucking seen where he comes out to King of Kings, but like riding on this giant stone throne. Yes. And it's so fucking ridiculous. That's amazing. It's the most metal shit that you will ever wow. see. And I, I fucking love it. Triple H is great. And I don't even care that he ruined people's careers and buried <laughs> them with his political power behind the scenes. He's fucking amazing. It's wow. WrestleMania 22. His entrance to WrestleMania 22. It's his epic King of Kings entrance. We'll throw that in the playlist. We got a lot. Go watch the playlist and listen to these yeah, fucking songs. There are I think so it's great. many songs. And Nick, thank you, man, because we have so many songs <laughs> to add to our listeners' playlist. Man, WWF, WWE. Oh, there's a lot, but the music has so much to say. Um,. You know, as far as these uh, wrestlers go, you know, and these fighters and everything, it uh, defines them. It's amazing <laughs> to see what songs they can find and mm -hmm. license. You know, I think a yeah, lot of, license or yeah. create. And yeah. I mean, it's a lot of wonderful right. stuff, dude. That I, honestly, dude, I I love wrestling. I love metal, and I am happy when they come together. Uh, <laughs> in ways that are uh, just uh, where, where everything works out. <laughs> yes. Me too. Well, Nick, thank you. Thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, wow, wow. It's been a weird, weird, great show. But uh, devilhorns.org is where you can find this show. And Nick, of course, SlasherCast. Uh, that's my uh, regular horror movie cast. You can find me on Twitter at New Jersey Nick, and you can find Devil Horns Cast at Devil Horns Cast on Twitter. Yes. Or Facebook. You can follow us out there too, whatever you guys like. Kick ass. Thank you all for listening. Good night. Good night and enjoy WrestleMania. Yeah. You've been listening to Devil Horns. Join us at devilhorns.org. I 
Your I wait inside while I drink coffee 